Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 15, are 16, we on? 16, I believe. Uh, 15 or 16 I believe of the moderately... 16. We're certain it's 16? I mean, not 16. Yeah, it's 16. 16. Okay, I'm certain now. Okay, okay. okay. Season 1, 16 of the Moderately Athletic Podcast. Some I am your host, Sam Wontok, and as Every week, I am joined by my bodacious co-hosts, Tyler Noctical and Ethan Decker. Fellas, how's our day going? We feeling pretty good? Yeah. I, yeah, I feel pretty good. Uh, watched, like, my first NBA game. You know, I'm, like, not really into <clears throat> basketball, but, like, if it's on, I'll, I'll watch it to support the Bucks. I'm, like, over the past couple years, I've slowly kind of been getting more and more into it. I mean... Being from Minnesota, but being like a Wisconsin sports fan, like I still like the like I'm a I'm a Bucks fan. Like if I had to cheer for a team, but I mean I would like to see the Timberwolves do good. Um, and like it's funny that the Timberwolves are like I don't know. Is it fair to say that they're like the Browns of the NBA? Is that like a fair like comparison? There was a lot of misery. Yeah, there was there was a lot like, of misery. Just so many like. Years on years of misery, much like um, Browns fans have had to face. So, I mean, I think it's a fair comparison, but um, now they're starting yeah, to get no. good, and I think, like, that's kind of drawing me in a little bit more here this season. So, yeah, um, so uh, the the Bucks beat the, the Nets tonight. So Bucks are undefeated. Pretty cool. Ooh, that is pretty cool. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm in the same boat about basketball, but you want to know what I know on a fair amount about it's football speaking of football week seven happened it was the seventh week of the nfl season that means that six happened before it and we have games to talk about everyone games that happened in week seven so let's get us started right here we've got uh, quite the contested battle between baltimore and cleveland uh, wait. No, you're right. Yeah, Baltimore and Cleveland. I, I don't know why I thought they played like week <laughs> five. Oh my god. Okay, I'm back in it. I'm back in it. Okay, Baltimore won this matchup. Twenty-three to twenty. Um, you know, I, th- I yeah, yeah. Lamar started this game a little bit uh, rusty, but then you know, at the end, he said, "All right, I'm gonna be a cool cat." I'm going to say meow, and I'm going to get the win, baby. Baltimore, you know? You know, usually they choke, and this time they didn't, and that's actually pretty impressive. Fellas, I will start with you, Decker. Uh, what were your thoughts on this matchup? So you said, Sam, that they, that they, you know, they usually choke, and they almost did in this game. Mm-hmm. They, what was it? They had the 60-yard block kick on York. And then yep. Browns, I can't remember how many time else Browns had, but Browns had the ball back with like 20 seconds left. Could have could have worked their way back into field goal position. So the Baltimore was giving them chances. But the big question is like, what's what's, what's going on with Lamar? Because those first three weeks he was like, he was really in it with, with like toe-to-toe with Allen for MVP, if not had like a little slight advantage. And now since week three in to now going into week eight, he seems really off. It's like he's not... You know, the passing yards have never really been there, but 
it seems like there's not there's little there's little touchdowns being thrown. Um, so it just seems like he's not playing like when we it was like man he's playing passion trying to get that big contract this offseason. Now it's now it's like do the Ravens have a decision here? Do they really want to pay this man? You know what we thought he could get. Uh, we three. So that's a big question. But I don't know. Ravens, Browns are Browns are spiraling downhill fast, and I think by the time Deshaun Watson comes back, they'll be darn near completely out of it. And and the Ravens, you know, if if they sneak in, I they don't impress me too much right now. Granted, they do have some banged up injuries, but yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of cons- really concerned about Lamar. I'd like to see him pick it up. Yeah, it's. It definitely seems like he's been a lot less, much less decisive recently, with like his with with his decision making. Um, and, and plus, like, cause I still feel like it's a matter of when, not if, for when Lamar gets it back on track. So I'm not too worried, but it's definitely an odd anomaly going on. Tyler, your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean past couple weeks I mean it's just been rough for Lamar like even, like as a fantasy owner of Lamar you, it's more like I feel like it's more present to me he's just not putting up the numbers he was able to the first couple weeks and you know it has to do with the weapons he has you know Bateman's been in and out of the lineup um, and besides and Mark Andrews has been a little dinged up this year too and without those guys you know you're relying on Devin DuVernay and you know, I can't even name anyone besides Duvernay behind Bateman. I mean, it's just, like, behind them it's just a bunch of Uber drivers. You know, it's like, who do they have to catch balls for Lamar? And Lamar has a yeah. really phenomenal arm, actually. Actually, um, It's still, like, an underrated aspect of his game. He just doesn't have anyone to get open and throw to. Um, and B, you know... The decision-making has been very poor the past couple weeks also. Like, yes, his receivers aren't bad, but he's trying to squeeze it, or are bad, but he's trying to squeeze it into places he shouldn't. He's throwing the ball, like, in like directly to a defender when he should just throw it away. So, and, you know, that those mistakes haven't really been, um, like, he hasn't been able to make up on the ground um, to make up for those mistakes. So, it's... That's I feel like we're seeing um, kind of Lamar struggle, and I mean last week against the Giants, um, to me it's kind of almost what was expected. Even though I probably would have had the Giants winning, but if there was any man that knows how to slow down Lamar Jackson, it's Wink Martindale who's been with Baltimore, um, I believe since Lamar has gotten has been there. So um, that's not a surprise. But you know Lamar struggling against the Browns, who have a pretty bad defense in my opinion was a bit shocking so um hopefully this offense like Bateman comes back healthy um Andrew stays healthy um because I mean outside those two guys he does not have a lot of options and you know it's J.K. Dobbins going down you know Gus Gus Edwards good on him came in 16 carries 66 yards and two touchdowns um you know that's that's an impressive game like being activated off of IR so um, good for him. Um, and, you know, also on the other end, Nick Chubb had another good game, 5.7 yards per carry. It's just, yeah, it's just the Ravens were able to squeak this one out at the end. Yeah, you know. Uh... Actually, I'm actually, Tyler, I'm glad you brought up Mark Andrews because that was something I was going to touch on too. But it's like, yes, he's kind of banged up with a knee right now. 
but he played every single offensive snap on Sunday and had two targets, no catches, and only w- and one rush for four yards. Like, yeah, yeah, man, that was, that, that was like, really weird. That, that's impressive it's, that they actually won that with little, how little Andrews was involved. Right, and it's like, is they can't use Andrews like? I mean, in all fair, okay, let me say this: in all fairness, Lamar only threw the ball sixteen times. Right, so obviously that's like you're not gonna put up like crazy numbers when you throw the ball 16 times, and no. only complete it half the time or just over half nine times, and you know, like you can't win games if you're gonna use like a, a like a player like Mark Andrews if you're gonna use them like the way that the Falcons use Kyle Pitts and that's just as like a distraction basically like something for the defense to take into account and have to think about, and I feel like. That along with the like, uh, with the few passing attempts that Lamar had, really is playing into um, his production lately. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Mark Andrews is um, is really too good of a player to use in that way as a decoy. So I'd imagine they'll definitely try to get him involved again, without question. That he'll be more involved next week if he's healthy. Uh, but but it is a short week, so it might not. Might be another bad week for Andrews playing uh, playing on Thursday. Uh, moving on, we have uh, another quarterback having a uh, phenomenal second half. Uh, this is Taylor Heineke. He started off with a pick six and a lot of really bad incompletions and then managed to squeeze out a win. Washington won 23-21 over Green Bay. Uh, Tyler, as our... Green Bay expert, I will allow you the opportunity to share your thoughts. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was like last week or the week before that if I said like, you know, if if we're losing to like the Commanders and the Giants, then I'd be worried. Like, I don't know if, I can't remember if I said I'm officially worried, but, you know, it's like, you know, Rodgers has said there's too many mental mistakes, and like last year, they were making like you know six to seven mental mistakes every game, and this year it's in the double digits. Okay, cool, fix it. It's <laughs> it's week eight, or it it was week seven. You know, you've had all the preseason and six weeks leading up to this, and you're still having that many mental errors. Like you're supposed like you're supposed to be able to manage this game. Tell people what they're supposed to do, basically. Uh, in the huddle, we're out of it. And it's it's frustrating to hear that, but it, I'm sure he's talking about the rookie wide receivers or the wide receivers new to the system, and then, like, just the young offensive linemen. So it's... It, it's it do, you can't put all the blame on one single unit, right? There, there's mistakes being made everywhere. Um... And I know we'll talk about it a little later, but just for a comparison, since, you know, they're two of the the greatest quarterbacks, you know, still playing, you know, Brady and Rodgers, you know, they're having, like, very rough years. And it's for similar but different reasons. It all, to me, it comes down to one unit not performing, um, not performing like they should. So for Packers, it's the wide receivers. And for Brady, it's the offensive line. For the Packers, you know, the wide receivers can't separate for shit or they're running the wrong routes. And I feel like that's happened on multiple occasions with dubs. And I feel like 
um, that the mental errors he's talking about is kind of falling on dubs. I think he we might see less and less of him as the weeks go by if he keeps making these mental errors. And, you know, it <clears throat> this run game was, like, inexistent too. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know where this offense is going to go. Aaron Jones was our offense this week. I mean, he had two, like, very good catches in the game mm-hmm. um, and then also two touchdowns but you know outside of him you know Lazard six catches 55 yards no score you know it you can't rely on these wide receivers anymore we have to trade for someone like if we want to make a run and to end on the Packers I still stand that the Packers have a top five defense right and this defense can play at a top five level when the Packers have long and sustained drives. Because when they are able... Well, let me just say, put more points up on the board because when other offenses are pressured to also score points, that's when they are going to make the mistakes and that's when turnovers are going to happen in our favor. So until that happens, this defense is just going to get wasted. So something needs to change. On the other side of the ball, Taylor Heineke had a horrible first half. He should have had two pick sixes. It was, in my opinion, a bull BS call on Eric Stokes for illegal touching on the Rasul Douglas pick six. But in the second half, he came on, and that pass he had to Terry McLaurin for a touchdown on um, Jair was an absolute yeah. beauty. Like That was really good. Really, just in the bucket pass. And, you know, that's, that, that's what won them the game. You know, it's just... A few big plays that Heineke was he really stepped up to the plate this game, um, and I was uh, really impressed with him in the second half. Um, it would be interesting to see what would happen, you know, if that second pick six stood. But uh, I guess we'll never know. Yeah, guess not. I mean, I was happy that you mentioned that uh, that that the run game for you know Green Bay wasn't looking very good. Because, because because I found a stat where in the past two games, Washington against Chicago and Green Bay has only allowed 3.7 yards per carry on the run. And, of course, Chicago's a very good run offense. In fact, it's like the only thing they're good at. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, maybe it's just that, that, that the commander's defense is starting yeah, to I mean, uh, perform the way they should. I mean, if they have any strong unit, it's their defensive line for sure. So, that's, that's expected. Yeah. Yeah, Decker, anything uh, brief to add about this matchup? Yeah, I thought watching this game that after Devondre Campbell had that pick six, I thought Packers should be able to shut it down on defense and just do what they can and see what type of offense they can get to to win the game. But, you know, Taylor Heineke, like Tyler said, turned it on in the second half there. And I'm, I'm really curious to see what this means going for the Packers forward. Like, um, Rodgers went on the Pat, Ma- Pat, Pat McAfee show this week and said, you know, guys who aren't performing good right now, reps should start be getting cut. And, you know, that's probably alluding to Romeo Dubs especially. And um, So yeah. it is going to be it is gonna be interesting to see by next Tuesday if they, if they are really all in and go for a receiver. And, and then... You, sorry, just to touch on that, I would be honestly shocked if we traded for a wide receiver. Just honestly shocked. So I don't expect it to happen, to be honest with you. Yeah, because cause like it's like you said, it seems like or like ever since Goodkins ever came into the, came into this job, 
like glaring holes that the Packers need and like fans and media expect them to do, like a move they would make, it just seems to get passed over. And and actually, another point I saw in Good Morning Football this morning was uh, Kyle Brandt said that uh, who was it? D- uh, Dalen Levitt, who is like a backup safety for the Packers, a special teams, just a special teams guy who followed Basaccia here from Vegas. I guess he even he was stepping up like a guy you wouldn't expect to, but he even he was stepping up in a, like a player meeting and in the team meetings and and I guess Rogers was kind of impressed by that by just you know some random speaking up and saying we got to yep. fix some stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see what this means for the Packers going forward when you got you know little guys really stepping up and, right. and trying to clean this stuff up. I mean, it's like you can put all the effort you want in quote-unquote cleaning it up but if the skill isn't there the skill isn't there and it's just clearly not there on offense yet so i don't know yeah it you know uh yeah 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 green bay is definitely not looking quite like the 13 win team that that we're used to seeing maybe they could still uh make a sneak into the wild card but uh it's it's not going to be their uh strongest outing at least that's what most signs would point to at this moment uh definitely a team that it seems like that this might be their strongest outing in a long time uh is the new york giants they keep finding ways to win even if it's by one yard uh and they won 23 to 17 against the jacksonville jaguars uh it's just really really impressive stuff coming from brian dabble who if he's not your coach of the year you are high Decker, your thoughts? Yeah, this is really fun. Like you said, um, this is Giants are six one right now, and it's the best start since two thousand eight. So everything is clicking for them right now. And I know in weeks past, weeks past, we've talked about Giants getting their wins every week has been riding the back of Saquon on offense. This week in Jacksonville was Danny Dimes. Saquon still had a great game, but my God, Danny Dimes had eleven rushes for one hundred and nine yards and was throwing the ball well. He was he was he was driving down the field pretty consistently throughout this game, and if if he can keep if Dable can keep getting this out of Daniel Jones, this could this if he can keep it going kind of like the way um, Allen can. I mean, I'm not saying Danny Dimes is gonna have like an Allen type turnaround and be that on that type of level, but if, if Dable can get this consistent above average play, Danny Dimes could get an extension this offseason to stick around as their quarterback. And um, while they did let, let the Jacks kind of come. It got a little bit closer at the end. Like I, 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 did, I didn't even see like the entirety of that like final two minutes or whatever. But Trevor Lawrence and them shouldn't have had the ball back, and they got it back and had like, had a throw and catch that ended up getting tackled at like two yard line was like Christian Kirk or Zay Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it, was, it was Kirk. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, it's not pretty every week for the Giants, but they just keep finding ways to win, and it's it's really fun to watch. And, and I think for sure it has to be by season. And Dable has to be the coach of the year. Regardless of how like if the Giants, you know, I'm, I think they will get ten wins, but uh, yeah, I think he should be coach of the year. Yeah, I. It's like because 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 if you want to be the guy that hates fun, Nick Nick Sirianni is probably also up there as well. But yeah. God, I, God, I want Brian Dabble to win so bad. He just it's like it's like one roster seemed significantly worse than the other going into this year, and they're. And then right now they're like you know, performing at the exact same level. So it's like, I think it should be Dabble. Plus, you know, the Eagles just added Quinn to their roster. Like, yeah. goddamn, how much more help do you need? 
It's like it's crazy. Too, it's like too like the Giants. It's like for Dable to come in here is like it's been a revolving door at head coach for the past ever since Tom Coughlin left. It's been a revolving door of head coaches in there, and none of them none of them have been able to find success. Sure, McAdoo got him to the playoffs, but he was just a bad coach, and there hasn't even been a lot of. I mean, they did barely brought anybody in this offseason. Really, it's just Dable getting the most out of his players, which is just really impressive. So yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, definitely slightly concerning though because it did have three of their starters go down, being two two guys on the O line. It was Evan Neal. I'm, I think I'm blanking on the other guy's name, but I th- I think there was another lineman that had a knee injury, and then there was, uh, uh, like the world's heartthrob Daniel Bellinger got an eye injury. Oh, yeah. that was that was really unfortunate. He's probably done for the year. Yeah, uh, Tyler, anything to to add to our discussion? Um. I mean, Travis Etienne breakout game, I don't know. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how he performs, like if he's going to perform like this the rest of the year as the uh, lone back. But, you know, in all oh, yeah. in all fairness, it's not just stable. Um, kind of like he's not the whole factor to this giant success. Wink Martindale's defense is just – that scheme has just had a resurgence – in uh in new york like that they are executing uh, his scheme which is just basically a martindale scheme is basically you're always blitzing whether it's one two or maybe even three people at the quarterback at once it's just all built on pressure and man coverage and they're executing it really really well and i think um i don't know the giants defense obviously it's not going to be the best um just because of the skill that they have but you know it's it was supposed to be a bottom tier defense and they are performing really really well um and i think a lot of it has to do with the martindale defense so um props to him and you know another decent game from or a bounce back game from trevor lawrence you know we i guess i would expect this from him but man daniel jones showing off the wheels this game really impressive so about it yeah yeah it's definitely looking like uh daniel jones might still have a future in this league when i i, I mean it all seemed but over i mean so sorry but like let's okay let's just assume that the giants are mediocre this year i yeah. think if any other like scenario were to come out of this season daniel jones is for sure gone right would you agree yeah, if they're mediocre, I would want. I mean, to be honest, I still kind of want them gone. Yeah, because yeah. to me, it's like the Giants are for sure the Bengals of last year. They are way, way, way um, ahead of schedule right now. Like, they were supposed to be going into kind of like a rebuild mode. and Or at least they have been last couple of years. And yeah, this 6-1 and one is just like definitely the surprise of the season so they're way ahead of schedule and now you got to ask yourself what's going to elevate this team more is it skill positions which means you have you have to extend daniel jones is it adding pieces to the defense which again you would have to extend daniel jones or you know um find someone probably worse than daniel jones is performing right now or do you find a quarterback who has kind of like you know, obviously the same weapons, but has a higher ceiling than Daniel Jones. Because I think we are seeing seeing the ceiling of Daniel Jones 
So I think that the Giants Most have a, definitely. I think that the Giants have a really, really hard uh, question this offseason, and that's where do they take their first-round pick, and what are they going to address? And is Daniel Jones going to be a long-term option for them at quarterback? I would lean towards no if they want to truly have, you know, a, um, a Super Bowl-caliber team. I agree. It's like, it's like, sure, this is... So far, this is shaping up to be his best year. And, of course, like, you'd say, oh, he's still young, you know. Now he's finally getting it. But, I, God, he just looks so bad every other year. I just can't trust a guy like right, that. Right, right. And, like, this is yeah. kind of like the, I mean, not really, but it's like the Burrow at, um, at LSU. You know, he never really came on until his senior year. And that was able to yeah. get him number one overall. So, is this like last year on Daniel Jones's uh, uh, contract? Is this going to get him an extension? And you know he's already twenty five years old, and that might not seem too old, but you know for a guy who's kind of just picking it up, I feel like he might have to move on. Yeah, I I think that that's the most likely scenario. Decker, yes or no? Danny Dimes, yes or no? I'm kind of I'm fifty fifty. I still want to see how the season plays out in its entirety. But right now, if I had to give you like a definite, I, I mean, right now with the way he's playing, I'd say I'd say you can extend him. Okay, that's fair. Because I think that's Dable, fair. I think Dable's just because I think da- Danny's really buying in to everything Dable's preaching, and like the, he's finally got someone that's committed to him, or you know, for at least this season, and you know, putting time into his craft and. Well, I could, I just, you know, I, I could see them extending him for, like, two to three years and really building up the rest of the roster and then drafting a quarterback or bringing in someone else. I think that would, honestly, that would probably make the most sense to me just because, like, you have so many other pieces and you don't want to waste yeah. a young quarterback contract. So, yeah. Hopefully That's you give him, point, if like you yeah. extend him on like a hopefully like a team friendly contract. Yeah, very yeah. low. Yeah. Where you can still, where, yeah. Like if it doesn't play out, you can still trade him in a year or two, and then yeah. you know still build around. So right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I guess we're all kind of on the same page then. Moving on, uh, we have the uh, Bengals versus the Falcons. Uh, Bengals finally kind of look like. What we thought they would look like, or what they did look like last year, very explosive. Joe Burrow had over 400 passing yards, uh, and Jamar and Boyd looked really good. Uh, meow, do we think that this is what we can see uh, in the future? I don't know why I said meow. Um, I think this offensive line is starting to kind of get it. Like, you know how we said that offensive line is kind of a cohesion thing and it takes time for the glue to set? I think that glue is kind of beginning to harden. And there's that pass blocking is getting better. Then again, it was against the Falcons, who do not have a very effective pass rush. And, um, but still, you know, you can't get 481 yards from, like, bad pass blocking. On the other end, you know, Joe Mixon 17 for 58. That's 3.4 yards per carry. That's not that great. 
So they still definitely have to make it up, make up for it on the ground. But this Bengals team is such a pass happy team; it doesn't surprise me um, that they just don't focus on the run. And uh, clearly, they they can't because they're only getting three point four yards per carry from Joe Mixon. So, yeah. But man, amazing games from you know Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, like T Higgins. You know these guys. You know it's to me it's clearly the best skill unit in the game right now other than maybe no i'd say i'd say it yeah they probably got the three best wide receiver or the best like wide receiver core to me yeah no i would agree i mean until the vikings sign odell then i would probably agree with that one as well uh decker your thoughts on the bengals i thought at halftime i thought burrow was gonna go for like 600 this game (laughs) like i thought he i thought i think he was at like three four 25, 330 around there at half. And he was just looking great. And I'm glad that Burrow's finally picking it up to the play he was doing last year because I know the episode where we had Matt on, I, I was calling for Burrow to pick it up. And, and even though the offensive line hasn't been there, when I when I said that, last year the offensive line was very bad too and Burrow was still playing very good. And now that the offensive line is finally gelling and he's getting going, this is really good to see. And if they can... If they can keep this offense going the way it has been, I I don't think they can obviously make it back to the Super Bowl, but I think they could make it possibly to the AFC Championship with this with the way their offense is playing. Yeah. Defense sure still could you know be better, but if this offense can keep it going. I do want to see Mixon more involved. I'm glad you brought that up, Tyler, because he's too skilled for him to be getting you know three point four yards um, yeah. a carry. But man, this offense is looking great these past couple weeks, and and you know, and, and for the Falcons, I would say three and four, you're tied for first in the NFC South, so not all hope is lost. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Never would have thought. An interesting, you know, stat to me was that the Falcons were down seven to twenty-eight at one point. What do you? How many passes do you think Marcus Mariota threw this game? Down seven to twenty-eight. Yeah, uh, I'm going to guess he threw. Was it fourteen? Nineteen. He threw the ball thirteen times. Wow. They were down twenty-one points at one point in this game. Yet they're still throwing the ball only thirteen times. He didn't even throw a pick. So it's like, it's this offensive scheme that um, the Falcons are ru- um, running. That's exactly what they're doing. They're just running the ball. And, you know, like I said with um, uh, with Andrews, you know, this Kyle Pitts is just, they're not passing the ball enough for him to even, like, like he had five targets. That's probably the most he's had all year. And, like, a, like I think the one, yeah, the one thing that bailed uh, Marcus Mariota out this week to get him even over 100 yards was a 75-yard pass to Demir Bird. So it's like, oh, yeah. This, obviously, you cannot trust Marcus Mariota with the ball, but when you're down 21 points at one point in this game, I believe before half, you know, you have to put the quarterback, the ball in the quarterback's hands, and he's got to pass the ball down the field. You, You have to. Otherwise, you're just admitting defeat. And... Like, as a fan, that would be absolutely infuriating to me. 
Like, I'll support a team until it looks like they give up, and it looks like the Falcons kind of just gave up this game. Yeah, it's... God, you don't even really know... I. And if you don't... Because they, they like running the ball, obviously, but it's just... I just don't get why you would do that. Yeah, if you don't trust okay. a guy who's... Yeah. I was going to say, if you don't trust a guy who's in his eighth year in this league as a quarterback, you might as well just put in Ritter. I mean, if you, right. don't, trust Mar- yeah. if you don't trust Mario to make throw the ball, just put in Ritter, who, who's a rookie. <laughs> yeah, it's so con- I, I, it's I, just I confusing, that, man. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Moving on, though, uh, we have... Oh, well, speaking of putting in uh, new new QBs... Uh, well, Indianapolis put up 10 points against Tennessee, and Matt Ryan has been benched. I think a lot of people would say that you can't put the entire fault on Matt Ryan since he is like the, I think he's the most or second most sacked QQB in the league. Um, but if you can't move, you shouldn't be back there anyways. So they've benched Matt Ryan for Sam Ellinger. El- Ellinger? Ellinger? Is that how you say it? Ellinger. 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 Ellinger, okay. I think the G. Yeah, might, might, yeah. Oh, Ellinger. I think the I think the G is silent. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I I because I, I I guess we'll find out once we hear like someone like Al Michaels say it. That, that then we'll know. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, so yeah, it would, Colts just played really bad, and yeah. Derrick Henry did enough to get them the win. Uh, who I I he wants to start because I didn't really watch this game. I mean, I didn't watch a lot Matt, either, but yeah, I'll just say Matt Ryan really didn't get benched. He has an injury and he's gonna sit out because of the injury. I don't know why uh, people are making it sound like like it was the choice for him to get sat. Like because he was playing bad, it's because he has an injury. Well, they did say it was for the rest of the season, which I don't know what the injury is. So, like, I believe it's his shoulder. Even when he is healthy, they're going to put him. They're going to still bench him. I would be in yeah. awe if they bench him when he gets healthy, because to me, Ellinger is not good. Like, I'd be surprised if he puts up anywhere near the the passing yards that Ryan did. Um, he might prove me wrong, though. I. Most of this is coming from me not liking Texas, um, where Ellinger came from. So um, there's that. But, I mean, this Colts were down, you know, quite a bit this – or I don't even – let's see. I mean, obviously Colts were down. Like, it was a close game, you know. It was a five-point game at one point in the um, in the fourth, right? Um, so we – we see Matt Ryan throw the ball 44 times. And yeah, that's a lot of times. It's a lot. It's a lot for a guy who has an old arm. It's a guy who has to drop back 44 times behind a not great offensive line. I mean, took three sacks. Surprise, it's not more. Threw two picks, probably because he got hurried. You know, it's... I, I'm a supporter in Matt Ryan, and I don't think he's getting a fair shot in the Colts because there's still a belief that they have this good offensive line, but they don't. They simply don't. It's not good anymore. Um, it's really been failing them, and you know they took the ball out of JT's hands pretty early in this game. He only ended the game with 10, uh, 10 carries. Now, granted, they were down for most of it, but I mean... 
it, it was 13 to 0 for most of the game. So it's not like an insurmountable, you know, uh, number to pass or number to reach. So I thought that was a little silly from them. And I, I don't know. I don't like the Colts moving forward, to be honest with you. What is how many in a row is this for the Giant or Titans? Is this three or four in a row for them? This is four, yeah. Four, yeah. So they're getting four. a little hot here, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see how the Titans play out the rest of the season. I think, I think they're gonna take this division, but you never know. Yeah. Jags are looking pretty. Rough. I mean, all their wins are usually very ugly. So yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll probably get that division, but they're yeah. not going very far. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, we have. Yeah, you know, it's starting to look like uh, ten and sevens probably not going to happen. I really thought <coughs> that, as their name implies, they'd be roaring into this year, and well, now they're just kind of more like meowing, to be honest. Uh, the with the Lions, you know, uh, they lost to Dallas twenty-four to six. An offense that two or three weeks ago was the number one scoring offense has now put up six points in the past three weeks. And but they did have a bye. There was a bye week in there. Yes, but still, still not great. Uh, Dak came back. Dak looked pretty solid. Yep. But yeah, uh, Decker, please expand upon this game for us. Lions are simply done. Um, as as fun as we thought, you know, Sam, like you said, ten and seven, you were hopeful for it. It's just out of the it's out of the question now, and, and the season's done for them. Dan Campbell is probably going to be gone. If I, if I was a betting man, to say at the end of the year, come at the end of week eighteen, he's gone. They're, they're in, and in this game, especially, they they were simply just shot themselves in the foot continuously. I mean, Goff is, you know, Goff was off to a great start. He was playing phenomenal, but these past couple weeks, he's just constant turnovers. He's, he's, he has like three or four turnovers a game now. And then when they got down to the goal line, they were on the one-yard line. Jamal Williams coughs it up, and Dallas gets the ball right back. So this is just – it was them constantly shooting themselves in this fun, this one. And their defense is just a mess still. You know, Dak didn't – obviously Dak wasn't going to look 100% in this game coming off the, the thumb injury. But he, he did enough to win this game like, you know, Cooper Rush did in, in weeks past. And – Pollard had a great game. Zeke got the touchdowns, but Pollard had the better game. You know, Zeke just yeah. kind of works his way in there because he's such a big body. And, yeah, it's a bowling uh, ball. But I would, I like, to, I would like to see Pollard just take, just for get rid of Zeke after this year and just let Pollard take ring because man, Zeke just he's you know, Zeke's he's, so he's, expensive. No one's gonna trade for him. You gotta trade Pollard if anything to get capital back. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I, I mean, but his contract but, I believe goes through twenty twenty six. So. Yeah. yeah, you I don't. I don't know. You, sh- you should not extend running backs. Yeah, long term like that, it's it's yeah. dangerous because they can fall off like that. So, that's all. That's all I gotta say about that. Yeah, Tyler, anything to add? Um, not really. I would like, like Decker, like to highlight just Tony Pollard had the better game in my opinion. Fewer carries, more yards. Just didn't have the touchdowns. Yeah. He should be their back going forward. Yep, I agree. Moving on, breaking news, Tampa Bay is ass. <laughs> they lost to the Carolina... They lost to P.J. Walker mm-hmm. and the Carolina Panthers, who were doing everything in their power to suck. 
and they won 21-3. Tampa Bay with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, those the, the weapons from heaven. Yeah. And they put up three points. What's going on, guys? What are we doing? They can't do nothing right right now. Uh-uh. Awful. De- yeah, Both De- sides De- of the ball. You want to start? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Uh, sure. Uh, both sides of the ball look awful right now. I mean, offenses, this is, as far as I can remember, this is the worst I've ever seen a Tom Brady offense execute this far into a year. They just, granted, Mike Evans dropped that wide-open 63-yard touchdown pass like two minutes into the game. That was completely on him. But Oh, wow, 10 points. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would have been ten. They finished the game at three. So Lenny's not running the ball good. You know, they're, they're I, I, I didn't check the carries, but I don't think they're running it really as much with Lenny. Eight carries, nineteen yards. Yeah. So offense looks awful. You know, Brady's still cussing out the old line. Old line's not playing good. Defensively, just they're granted. I know Akeem Hicks is hurt. Winfield's hurt. Um, I know. I think there's a corner in there that's hurt too. Still, there's so much. There's too much talent on this defense to be struggling as much as they are, and to be mm-hmm. in back to back weeks get lit up by Trubisky to end that Pittsburgh game, and then PJ Walker in this game. And PJ Walker, for credit where credit's due, he played a very great game. Him and DJ Moore had a connection in this game that yeah. was the best yeah. we'd seen out of the Panthers that touchdown, all year. That touchdown in the back of the end zone was just a laser. Yeah, very so, good pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also important to mention that the duo of Dante Foreman and yeah. Chuba Hubbard put up almost 200 rushing yards. Yeah, yeah, glad you brought that up, Sam, because, man, this Tampa defense, you know, these past three years, it's supposed to be, their run defense is one of the uh, elite of the elite. They don't they don't allow big runs. They don't allow big touchdowns. And Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard just ran all over these boys all game. And, uh, yeah, I don't like you said, Sam, with Carolina, you know, Seems like they're trying to lose and just tank and, and go into this lengthy rebuild the, as best they can. But here we are in week eight. They are two and five. Tampa and, won't let them. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> if they end in a tie, if there's like a three-way tie between them and the, them, the Saints and the Bucks, they got the head. They got the tiebreaker over the Saints and Bucks right now. So Carolina, like as sad as it is to say, is only a game back in this division. Yeah. I, I don't know. This whoever comes out of this division, it's going to be. Quick exit. So that's yeah. all I got to say. Yeah, it's definitely uh, both the South divisions are uh, down south in terms of playing ability. Let's just put it that way. Um, moving on, though, we have um, uh, Vegas. Sir? Sir? Oh, oh, sorry. Did oh, I my mistake. It's okay. It's okay. Do you have something to say? I do. Um, so let me know if this sounds familiar to you guys. An offense we thought was supposed to be at least efficient, struggling because of one specific unit, and a defense that we thought was supposed to be elite is playing very poorly. Does this sound familiar to you guys? Um, let me. It sounds like Wajos. Yeah, this sounds like the Packers' problem, right? Yeah, and it's. Like I said before, it's the same problem, just different unit. You know, their defense is going to suck when their offense can only put up three points. You know, that's just how it's going to be. Like, as good as this defense can be, they cannot be on the field for as long as they can 
and for the Panthers to be in a positive uh, offensive play script because that doesn't result uh, result in turnovers. And this offensive line for the Bucks, it's going to be their downfall. It's so much harder to replace and find offensive linemen midseason than it is to, fit, to find wide receivers. That's why I'm a little bit more hopeful on the Packers than I am Buccaneers because teams don't just trade away their uh, their linemen, right? Unless no, they're in like no. a full-blown rebuild like the Panthers, but they're not going to trade to the Bucks for sure. So it's um, – the Buccaneers' offense, offensive line, it's not good. I don't think it's going to get any better, and we're going to see a lot of similar games like this unless they can like just individually pick it up. And I would, you know, if that does happen, this defense is obviously going to play better. I would say that this is probably the worst game this defense is going to play. It will see better days. But, uh, man, like the Packers, their defense is just, it's what's going to have to keep, have to keep them in games this year. Definitely. Yep, it's uh, certainly two teams incredibly underperforming. And, uh, yeah, hopefully the Panthers will get back on track with their uh, tanking uh, because something we didn't mention was that they did move on from Christian McCaffrey. And Christian McCaffrey joined a new offense that, I mean, with all of these skill position talents they got, meow. I mean, it's got a – got a pretty sexy roster going on here. I mean, you've got – You've got Debo who can go in the backfield. You got McCaffrey that can go in the slot. You got a fullback that can go out wide. But you lose forty-four to twenty-three to the Chiefs, who, you know, they they don't have Hill. They're gonna be bad. Wait, holy crap, Chiefs good. Crazy. Um Yeah. Not not much to say about the Chiefs here. Chiefs still good. But what's going on with the Niners, guys? Uh Decker. What's going on with the Niners? I don't really want to, I mean, talk too much down on them after this game because, you know, for the most part, they were playing catch-up a lot of times, and, and McCaffrey's trying to get into this offense. You know, it wasn't going to be perfect. He's only only had been there for two days in the facility by the time game time started. And so this is still, this is still kind of trying to gel with the play calling and drawing up plays with McCaffrey in there, but... Like we were talking about when this trade went down, you got Shanahan, who's you know a great offensive guy, and now he's drawing up plays with Debo, McCaffrey, Kittle, IU, and you can do so many different packages, which I love what they can do in the future. Of you can have McCaffrey in the backfield, have Debo in the slot, you could put Debo in the backfield, you could put McCaffrey out wide, you know, you could do a little motion with like IU or whatever. It's the the plays are endless on what they can do. So I'm not worried about the San Francisco moving forward. I think this week when they play the Rams, I think we'll see what truly this offense can do with all these playmakers. It was just tough playing catch up with the chiefs because they still got a good defense. Uh, credit where credit's due and, and their offense, you know, like you said, Sam at the beginning with, you know, Tyreek, what's this chiefs offense going to do? I think we can throw that completely out of the window now because Kelsey is Kelsey best tight end of the game. And Patty is getting the most. I mean, Mikael Hardman's have has, has had five touchdowns over three games. Juju's had back to back good games, and MVS is that um, just stretching the field like he like he like he can do. And, and Mahomes is hitting him on hitting him on those deep balls. So 
the whole Tyree controversy of, of, of this is offense going to take a step back. That's just throw that out the window now. Yeah, I agree. Tyler, anything to add? Any concerns for either? Or are we still feeling pretty good? No, I. I mean, the 49ers are still a good team. The Chiefs are just better. That's just playing out yeah. how it's going to be for games like this. Yeah. All right. Well, then moving on, we have, if my computer would scroll, uh, we have a team that their future is quite bright. We have the New York Jets looking quite good. Uh, they they can run the ball well. Granted, Brees Hall just went down with a season-ending ACL injury, but then they bring in James Robinson, who has played very well for being an undrafted rookie. On the other hand, we have a team that they suck. The Broncos. Not much else to say there. We thought maybe Brett Ripien will get 20 points out of this team. You know, you know, it was certainly unrealistic, but it'd be really funny if it happened. It didn't happen. They only put up nine. Tyler, what do you think about this game? Um, not too much. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't think it would be this close even. Um, with uh, is it Ripien or Rip Ripin? I think it's Ripin. Ripin, yeah. Ripin, probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he threw the ball forty six times. That's insane for a backup. Like. Now, granted, mm-hmm. this, they probably, yeah, they couldn't get anything going on the ground, obviously. Um, Jets have a really good run defense. But, you know, this Broncos D is still showing that they got some juice in them, you know. Um, other than Brees Hall's long, like, 62-yard uh, carry, they really didn't have any, like, big explosive plays. Um, and they were able to hold the rest of the uh, Jets offense to – pretty minimal stats so i think that i was down on the broncos defense coming into the season but they're playing really really well even though this offense isn't uh putting forward their best effort so that's my takeaway yeah decker anything to add yeah i'm i come away with after this game and i'm impressed with the jets i mean now these upcoming weeks will will really test what i think but you know, you went to the season with Zach Wilson out those first three games. You had Mekhi Becton go down with a season-ending injury again. You have Brees Hall go down with a season-ending injury. You have Vera Tucker go down with a season-ending injury. And they just keep finding ways to win. And now, now you go get James Robinson to you know, do what Brees Hall was doing and pair with Michael Carter. But Robert, Robert Sala, especially after they started 1-2, said, you know, People can keep doubting us. People, people can keep writing us off, but we're just gonna ignore that and just do what we do and go to work. And ever since he said that, they're, they've <coughs> rattled off four in a row and are, and are playing great ball. Like the Giants, it's not always gonna be sexy wins, but they just keep grinding them out every week. And this defense, which I mean, this entire team, which is labeled the Baby Jets because they got so many players, twenty five and twenty four and younger, are just are just playing good ball right now. And their defense, like I said, their defense is playing really good right now. Sauce Gardner is the real deal. Quinn and Williams is an anchor on that D line. Will I mean, you know, they they probably won't be making much noise if they get into the playoffs, especially this year. But this is good to see what they can do into the future because this is I'm liking with how, with how young they are. They can they can be pretty good for for coming years. Yeah, I'm really glad that you had mentioned about. About Salah saying that 
people are writing them off and they're not going to write back because we got another awesome guy, Geno Smith. He ain't writing back. He ain't writing back. Geno Smith, he's going to put up 37 points on you and get a win against the Chargers. I mean, it certainly helps that, uh, that you know, uh, Mr. Mr. Kenneth Walker, you know, he is running out of his mind right now. He just gets his paws on the ball and and he just he, he I'm I mean he just meows his way into the end zone. It's really something incredible to see. I think they should have started him from the start, but I don't really get it. Um and uh you know, Chargers a little disappointing to um to say the least, you know. I mean, Herbert's like throwing, throwing, throwing the ball a bunch, and they're really low on receiver, but hopefully things will start looking better. Tyler, what are your thoughts? I mean, man, what a fall from grace for the Chargers. I mean, mm-hmm. or it's a mixture. I mean, Seahawks kind of, like the Giants, are not necessarily ahead of schedule, just playing past any expectations I had for them. And, I mean, this Chargers offense and defense, it's just getting too banged up. They cannot sustain this, like, what they're doing right now. And it feels like this happens every year to the Chargers, man. Like, their, like, training uh, training staff, they've got to get replaced because they, like, they do not prepare their players for the season, and I like I hear reports that that um, J C Jackson was rushed back from his surgery to play, and you know he just uh, got hurt again. You know Mike Williams is out now for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Slater is out. Um, yeah, uh, something to mention. The guy that stabbed Tyrod Taylor, he still works yeah. for them. Right, it's and crazy. it's crazy, and it's like you know it's. It's super consistent with teams. Like, there's a few teams the past couple years that are, like, consistently have big injuries. And to me, those are the Chargers and the 49ers. Like, those and Baltimore. Those three teams always seem to have just an insane amount of injuries come to their teams. And it it has to fall, like, a factor of a football team is player health and readiness. And that part falls on the training staff and if they're getting the players ready to play. And I think that the Chargers are really falling short with the talent that they have. Um, and I don't know what to expect from them going forward, especially with all the injuries. I could expect a big downturn from them. Um, but on the flip side, Kenneth Walker, like we said last episode, you know, he looks like the real deal. And he just backed that up. With 23 carries, 167 yards, man. Like, what a pairing to have for, like... Like, Geno Smith was already proving doubters wrong, but now to have, like, a just a beast at running back, it's only making things better from him, for him, which I just absolutely love to see. So, good for, good for Geno Smith, man. Yeah. It's like, granted, we all thought Geno was, was going to suck. It's so much better that he does not because I never want someone to be bad. Right. I, I would rather them be good. Right, unless uh, they play at Texas. Yeah. That's um, fair. Also, fair also, point. I will I will say, you know, DK did get hurt. Um, they thought it was severe, but now it's only going to be like a couple weeks for him. So that's that's a big deal, you know. 
outside of Lockett and DK, you know, um, the weapons at wide receiver are a little thin. Like, yeah, they got Marquise Goodwin, I know. But, yeah, I but, was about but to... But he's, like, 30-something. Touch on, yeah. Marquise Goodwin had a Sorry, pretty I... good game, so... Um, uh, we have to. We'll, we'll have to monitor DK Metcalf's health the next coming weeks. Yep, that's definitely going to be a big factor for them. Uh, speaking of health, Tua's back. Come on, Sam. Oh, Deckard, you didn't. You didn't do it. What am I doing? What, what's going on, guys? Take oh, away his Emmy. Yeah. yeah, take strip the Emmy. Strip no, the Emmy. actually, nope. No take backsies. Decker? Nope. This is like oh, okay. Reggie Bush with the Heisman. We're taking it back, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's please, no please way. Don't. There's no way you can get it back unless it's in a Wendy's commercial. Uh, My guys, I bought a trophy case. You can't take it away. It'll be <laughs> empty without it. Uh, but yeah, no, I'll I'll, I'll say this. Um, Chargers, I hate to do it to them, but they're done. Uh, they did. They, they're not going to be able to overcome all the obstacles facing them this year, health wise, coaching. Herbert's not playing great right now. The only real bright spot going on with this team is Eckler. Now, Eckler's been playing phenomenal, and Herbert just hasn't. You know, wide receivers, Keenan Allen can't stay healthy. Mike Williams is banged up. You know, they're, 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 they just can't overcome all this. It's way too much for them, too. And Seahawks-wise, yeah, Kenneth Walker's a beast. <laughs> Seahawks are first in the division. Who would have guessed that? Yeah. But hopefully they can keep Might playing be. good because this is a great story to follow. Yeah. Speaking of health, <laughs> two was back. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Tua, uh, really scary stuff going on. Many people said, hey, if you didn't play again, we, 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 we wouldn't be mad. But he's back. And there was a clip on, on the second drive. He literally dove head first yeah. to try and get a, a play. <laughs> so, you know, maybe he's just not that smart. Yeah. But but Miami still won 16-10. to 10. Wasn't pretty, but, but, but they got the win. Decker, you may start since I feel bad. How do yeah. you feel? What are you I was, thinking? I was really worried for Tua in this game because there was, there was a, I think, a couple times he was just diving for the sticks there, head first, and it's like, my God, this man, I just, I, human side, I worry for him because the the main CTE doctor behind it, like the world or whatever, said basically, you know, if Tua keeps going out there, he's going to become, his brain's just going to be, be almost dead by the, you know, if he doesn't stop, but he went out there and just playing rec- pretty careless for the most part. Like he didn't care if he got hurt again or not. But so I was worried for Tua, but team wise they were able to pull it out. Um, Tyreek and Waddle, you know, making Tua look good. <laughs> you know, after th- what they can do after the catch, and Moster had a great game too. Moster was running yeah. the ball good and doing good out of the backfield, and mm-hmm. you know, defense. I'm worried about still because there's they're. They really have so many injuries. Um, one of their safeties, Brandon Johns, just tore his ACL. They announced today, so he's done for the year. And on top of Saving Howard's been banged up, and uh, Melvin Ingram was banged up too this, um, this past couple weeks. So if they can, you know, health-wise, try to stay healthy on defense, um, that could take them a long way. Because if I think they're definitely better off with two, they're four and zero with two and two to start. So if two can stay out there, they they can win games and. For the Steelers side, it's like Kenny Pickett. What are you really? What are you doing? Especially on that last drive, he he could have. He had a little bit of real estate to run for that first down, but he was trying to make a tight throw into like the back of the end zone for Claypool, and it got picked off by oh who was it? It was oh, Noah Igbenogany. Yeah, it was just oh, like yeah. it was just one of those rookie mistakes from Pickett where 
he tried to th- throw a throw a tight window pass and just got it was just stupid. Just got easily picked off. So I want to see Pickett clean it up more. Um, you know, the defense for Pittsburgh, granted, now T.J. Watts um, got clear to practice, but their defense is is looking like what it was um, last year, and especially when T.J. Watt was out there that first week, the pressure they were creating and and the stops they were getting. So it's really up to this offense. I I don't I don't know if they can do it. Especially on offense, especially when Najee can't Steelers? get anything going up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And sorry. Sorry. I yeah, Steelers. Kidding. I should say. Yeah, Steelers. I don't, yeah. I, I don't think they can get it going on offense, but their defense can keep them in these games. It's just a matter of can Pickett or Trubisky win them games. I just, I just don't think so. So. Yeah. I mean, I think when you started Pickett, you kind of knew that, like, that looking at it from an offensive standpoint, your season's over. Like. Like thing like there there is going to be interceptions, there is going to be bad mistakes, yeah. but but that's the one way he's going to learn. It's just by actually doing it. And I I'm, I'm gonna bet you that 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 he's going to run for the run for the first down next time rather than throw that ball. So you know he'll get slightly better every game. Tyler, anything to add? Not really. I mean, it it was you know. For what the stats say, it's a surprisingly close game, in my opinion. Like, you would not think if a player throw a quarterback throws three picks, the margin of victory is only going to be six points. So, um, yeah. that just goes to show you how just elite the Steelers' defense is. Like, they're they're legit. That front seven is really really good. Um, but you know, other than that, not a whole lot. Oh, actually, yeah. I will like to highlight. Um, George Pickens, him and Kenny Pickett have a pretty good uh, connection yeah. going on. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Six they yeah. six targets, six receptions, sixty one yards, touchdown. So yeah, I like what I see for that from that young duo. Yeah, we could be seeing the future of Steelers football right there. I mean, at least that's what fans are hoping yeah. of the Steelers. Yeah. Um, moving on to our last game. Uh, we have Chicago versus New England, a- and I'm going to start this one quick because, uh, because I have a gripe. Adam Rank. So, when you looked at the score predictions for this game, uh, everyone except for two people picked the picked the Patriots to win, and Adam Rank picked the Bears. T- the Bears fan Adam Rank picked the Bears to win, twenty-five to twenty-four, and I've seen some brain dead people. Talking about how Rank is smart because he picked the Bears to win. Newsflash, dipshit. <laughs> he picks the Bears every week to win. It's it. Eventually, even with the Panthers, you're going to be right if you pick the Panthers every week. One week they're <laughs> they're going to win, but they aren't going to win 16 games. Rank is just Rank is is the worst analyst in football. <laughs> uh, he is the most biased man on earth. Uh, he... Do you know he picked the Bears to go... Okay, granted, they are 3-4. and four, Perhaps things... But he had them starting, like, 5-2. and two, So... Yeah. And, and then, like, finishing, like, I think it was 12-5, and 11-6. The man is insane. How does I he mean, have a job? I mean, like, the few games that they have won have in my opinion, been a couple of fluke games. Like, not only this game with pulling Mac Jones, but, you know, week one against the 49ers in a monsoon, it's like, 
they could easily mm-hmm. easily be one uh one and six at this point but yeah exactly yeah it's sorry i had to talk about adam rank but like my but but my point being is that nobody who is smart should have picked the bears to win especially convincingly in like, foxborough this, yeah this yeah in foxborough this is an outcome that is an outlier for all sports data no one's going to consider this game as reasonable sports data. With that being said, Chicago did win their 33 to 14 over New England. Zappy, he looked like the man until he didn't. Tyler, sorry, I'm done. You may you may, you may share your thoughts. Um, yeah, I feel bad for Mac Jones, man. Um, you know, I thought that pick was dumb, and then you know I see today a a uh, camera. Uh, overhead camera line nicked the ball and threw it off course you know whether it be like you know the hair that it did it still changed its trajectory um and i think it was the wrong move to bench him for bailey zappy you know you know bailey zappy was sufficeable the games that he came in and back um started um had a little bit of a mike mike white effect to him um that was in going into this game and it just goes to show you that he he can't win, you know, football games consistently. Um, and I thought they had a much better chance staying with Mac Jones the whole game. But, um, yeah, I was confused on that. And I uh, I just love Bill Burr's comments, just how they kept showing sad Mac Jones on the sideline. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was, like, hilarious. Just they keep panning over to him, and he's, he's just standing there with his helmet on. Waiting to go in, but I mean, Justin Fields still not <laughs> really impressing me through the air. You know, he had 82 rushing yards. Um, this this Bears offense can move the ball on the ground, that's for sure. Um, but other than that, I mean, I will say that the defense also played pretty well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, a whole lot of being unimpressed this entire game to be honest with you yeah um sorry i so i just wanted to comment because you'd mentioned that on that video of the uh sky cam hitting the ball and that is complete fab fabrication if you see like a more like high quality video or like photo you can clearly see that the ball is in front of the wire it's just like like the fo- like the video that Pat McAfee has on his Twitter, it's it's just it's so grainy. It looks like it kind of like does a little bounce, but if it, but if you find like a higher quality video, yeah. you can see that the line's clearly behind it. I just don't want you spreading fake news, Tyler. It's kind of it's kind of messed up. Yeah. Okay. Um, ESPN. Mac Jones pass did not hit Skycam wiring. Okay. Yeah. Also, I, so, I I put into Google Mac Jones hitting, and the first thing that came up was the gritty. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what a was... world we live in i man. know man cultural oh impact okay. yeah decker would you <laughs> imagine uh deck uh, yeah would you say that your life peaks when the top response for hitting is the gritty yeah okay yeah that yeah. for mac jones yeah but I'd say so but, but this was a this was a really weird game i completely threw me off because you know while Mac Jones 
wasn't, you know, obviously 100% healthy into this game. It was just very weird of Belichick, who usually doesn't do it, but just pull his starter after a couple bad drives there and not let him finish. And the fans in New England love Zappy, obviously, making Zappy our shirts. And, you know, they got a video of him singing Stacy's Mom on the sideline. It's like it was, I think that's it, when it went downhill. Yeah, yeah. This is the same video of Drew Locke rapping to that one song, you know, knowing it word by word. Um, yeah, it was just it was really weird, really weird game for the Pats and for the Bears. I think this, I think this was definitely had to have been Fields' best game of the year, just the way he was, you know, running the ball and some good, some good passes, some bad, obviously. But I just didn't think he was gonna be able to do that against a Belichick defense, who you know Belichick. Especially loves the type of games against these type of quarterbacks, and you know, kind of like what we see in Dallas, the whole backfield situation. Khalil Herbert's for sure the better back than Dave Montgomery, so I'd like to see him getting getting some more love here um, at the end of the season, as we get to the second half here. So, yeah, props to the Bears though they played they played a good they played a great game. Okay, yeah. I did it's, not. Sorry, I did not listen to a single word Decker just said. I've been on Google just typing in different quarterbacks, and I would say you have about a seventy-five percent chance of typing in like quarterback name, then hitting, and then the gritty is gonna want to autofill. You have about a seventy-five percent chance of that <laughs> being the first autofill. I just like to mention that that is absolutely really? hilarious. Yeah, I, even it's Kirk Cousins hitting. The gritty, yeah. well, because yeah. he has hit the gritty before, yeah, yeah. Multiple, I, multiple times. Yeah. Uh, is there a Tom Brady hitting the gritty? Uh, there's no Aaron Rodgers. Let me check up. Tom Brady hitting oh uh, targets. That's 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 the first one. Ah, lame. I know. Why do you want to hit targets? Be accurate, and you can be sturdy. Anyone else? Anyone else? Um. Oh, <laughs> Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger. Ben. It's probably going to be something about women, so that's why I wanted to find Ooh. out. <laughs> Anyways. We're hitting, hitting pads in practice. Okay, that's that video. Oh, that one, yeah. yeah. Uh, all yeah. right. Okay. Let's I, wrap this one up, That's Sam. all I got. Okay. Well, I hope that you are all going to be hitting the like and subscribe button on our podcast if you enjoyed listening. Even if you didn't enjoy listening, hit that like and subscribe button, everybody. We hope that you did enjoy listening, and thank you for dropping by. Have a good night, everyone.